Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. When we were talking about Hamilton's economic renaissance and uh, some of the wonderful things that have happened here uh, in the last number of years, we always use that phrase, you know, we've got cranes in the sky. And that, that's an indicator, obviously, that we're building things. And that, that means investment. And that, that's a good thing. Well, if uh, Hamilton's uh, planning committee has their way, uh, you're going to see more cranes in the sky because of some of the decisions they made yesterday. Uh, one of them, uh, I think, was consensus, uh, consensus was that it was a great news story. The other one, uh, surrounded in controversy, and it's the one that's actually, I, I can see right outside our window here in the West End at uh, Main and Longwood. And, of course, that's the old uh, car dealership that used to be on the block here. It's been vacant for the longest time. And uh, Columbia College wants to build a student residence there. Uh, it did cause some consternation, though, yesterday with the uh, Ward 1 Councillor Aidan Johnson. My argument is that always we have to pursue robust, sustainable development, and that this particular uh, project, as proposed, is not sustainable enough. Uh, well, it voted. It was voted uh, by, I guess, a 7 to 3 margin, actually, to move forward on this. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger has uh, always been one of the strong proponents, of course, of uh, this kind of development. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show uh, to talk about both of these uh, proposals. So, Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for the time. Great to have you with us again. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good news day yesterday all around. Well, let's. Uh, I will talk about the downtown uh, issue in just a second here, but let's let's talk about what's going on with Columbia College here. And I'm, I'm sure that in, in the mind's eye of our listeners right now, I think everybody knows this piece of property. It's been vacant for quite some time, and, and we talked about this a few months ago when Columbia first uh, approached the city about this. Uh, give me your read on what you've seen. Uh, you know, this is a this is a great project. Uh, it's uh, it's been two years in the making. In fact, they uh, they originally needed to have an exemption uh, from the conservation authority to uh, to to uh, you know a minor incursion into uh, some green space that's backing onto the 403, and it's uh, it's it's running through the kind of the 403 corridor and backing right onto it. You you in, within eye shot of your location, right on Longwood Road. And so their uh, their proposal, I think, uh, you know, had a lot of merit. It, uh, it it did not incur too 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 badly into the uh, the green space. The green space is going to be utilized for for the college in terms of uh, sports turf and uh, and tennis courts. Uh, so they're making good use of that. But they needed to kind of redefine the slope that's there so that they could get some more table land to uh, to actually build out the entirety of the project that they want to do. I think that was a a reasonable compromise. And I know that you know the there were some folks that were I had opposition, and uh, you know, I, I don't think it's 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 about sustainability. It was more about Chidoke Creek, and the uh, although even though it didn't pass through the property, it was in proximity of it, and uh, and their concern is, and and uh, you know, rightfully so, that that green space ought, ought not to be uh, you know casually kind of thrown away. Uh, I don't think that's happening in this case. This is already a landfill location. It's mostly filled. It's already there on that slope. And so they've asked for, you know, a, a, uh, I guess, a permission to uh, reshape that, that slope so that they can do the project and, and get the student housing project up, which is a real blessing for, uh, for that part of the city of Hamilton and, uh, and certainly for Columbia College. Uh, they have a presence not only there, but uh, up on the mountain, uh, downtown. Uh, they have a number of different uh, satellite campuses, and uh, they continue to grow, and that's uh, that's good for Hamilton. There's a, there's a point to be made here, and I'm going to go back to my term on council, uh, if I could, Mr. Mayor. Uh, and that was when Columbia approached the city about the one that, as you mentioned, is up on the West Mountain. And, and there were some right. neighbors who were composed. That's over by the Shadok lands for people that have not seen it. Uh, and uh, there was some concern there about, well, student housing and all the, con- you know, the, st- the concerns about, you know, value of property, et cetera, et cetera. But I think sure. there's a case to be made. As a matter of fact, I think it's a very strong factual case to be made. Uh, Columbia College are good neighbors, and they have been ever since they, they, they started working in this community. Yeah. 
they have been, and uh, they've they've grown, you know, immeasurably, and they attract students from around the world. Uh, they are a private college; they they're a, they're a business for all intents and purposes. But uh, not unlike uh, you know the uh, the college up on the hill, they uh, they attract uh, you know all kinds of students that bring resources to the city of Hamilton. They either rent space or they uh, they, they 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 visit our restaurants. They they buy the clothes that are here. I mean they. They add to our economy immeasurably, and, and you know what? And you know, like like all student locations, whether it's Mohawk College or Redeemer or down at McMaster, uh, there are there are issues that come up because students are students. Uh, they're rambunctious. They're uh, energetic. Uh, they have uh, you know a propensity to uh, to party uh, you know once in a while, and sometimes that gets carried away. Uh, by and large, we deal with those issues uh, you know proactively. Uh, so, so we have town and gown that's happening in uh, in and around McMaster that to deal with some of the housing issues and some of the challenges that happen, uh, some of the furniture that gets left behind when they vacate, and uh, and some of the parties that happen when they all come back. And so we're right in that kind of sphere right now. But you know, the the, the Columbia College has been no different than McMaster or McMohawk Mohawk or any other. Uh, they've actually been very good neighbors, and they've been very good uh, participants in our economy and uh, participants in our community as a whole. Uh, now, the, the report, of course, when, when staff are, are, are doing an assessment on this presentation and on this application, uh, let's let's be clear, Mr. Mayor, they do their homework as well, because I know some people are saying, well, you know, you're going to throw this fill in here, and is, is, is that building going to be there? Is it going to be shifting? Uh, anytime we're doing anything, because of the wonderful you know topography that we have here, there are going to be concerns. I, I know that when they were doing the rebuild on the Jurovinsky Hospital, there were concerns about the fact that the building was going to be too close and it was going to cause the Sherman access to start to crumble. Right. Uh, there are engineers that are on the job here to make sure that that sort of thing doesn't happen, right? Absolutely. This is not <coughs> just <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> just cavalierly throwing a building up without any geotechnical uh, you know studies being done. They have to do a whole series of studies that uh, that uh, define how that slope is going to be arranged, what kind of footings they're going to have. Uh, they're going to have caissons, in fact, which is uh, actually almost uh, you know as good as bedrock. Uh, all, you know, all of that has to be engineered and uh, and has to be done to the satisfaction of the city of Hamilton and and to the conservation authorities, so that the the slope that they're uh, proposing, they've actually required nine very specific stipulations in their uh, in their recommendation to approve that uh, that really forces the uh, the developer and the Columbia College in this instance. To, uh, to to be uh, mindful of all of the uh, the technical issues that are going to come about as a result of this uh, this development. So no, this is not just uh, throwing a building. Uh, someone yesterday said that you know if it's landfill and therefore it's jello and therefore you know the building would just slide away. You know that that doesn't happen in uh, in our community. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 engineering that's done, the geotechnical work that's done, all the requirements that are going to have to happen that uh, land on the developer, it's probably going to cost them uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do, uh, is all in, in preparation for making sure that this building is uh, is going to be uh, you know solid and uh, useful and not going to be a problem into the future. Well, I went through a similar experience uh, back when I was on council uh, representing the Central Mountain in Ward 7. Uh, there was a proposal for a, a condo tower uh, right at the corner of uh, Mountain Park Avenue and Wentworth, Upper Wentworth Street. And and again, we heard that that concern at that time, too, that, well, it's too close to the edge of the brow, you know, it's it's going to... It's not going to be solid enough, et cetera. And I said, you know, I had engineer reports stack up on my desk saying, well, these guys say it's okay, and they, they know this business. So I, I understand where people are coming from in a lot of this situation, but I'd, I'd like to think that these these bases have been covered before they even make the application. Well, and they are. And, and you know, and so, you know, I, I understand people's, uh, you know, sense of, uh, you know, uh, caution. 
a lot of them use these uh, these kind of lines and uh, you know issues to try and thwart uh, what they don't want to have happen. And you know, I, I, in a general sense, everybody wants progress, but uh, not too many people want change. And so that change actually causes people to do and, and accuse uh, all sorts of things. Uh, we we don't we don't do any development on on a cavalier kind of basis. There is an enormous amount of work by the city, uh, by the proponent, and, and by ministry uh, regulations, uh, labor laws, you name it. Everything, everything applies. Nothing is done willy-nilly. And, I, I'm, and I'm proud to say that this one uh, is, is being done pointing directly to the, uh, the notion that uh, the LRT is coming right to their front door. Uh, you know the biggest uh, the biggest infrastructure project that we're doing in the city of Hamilton that's going to renew water lines and sewer lines and roadways and, and buried trans- transit transmission lines and provide uh, you know enhanced transit is uh, is one of the reasons that they're pointing to as to why they're doing this development here because they need that kind of progressive uh, public transportation and for all the projects that we looked at yesterday all of them point to the advent of uh, LRT as a cause for them to move forward. Well, let's talk about the downtown areas, because uh, the story, of course, that we carried some time ago was when, when uh, your council decided to, to to look at some of the parking lots owned by the city downtown and declare some of them as surplus. Uh, uh, that can backfire, because oftentimes those things are going to just sit there vacant because nobody wants to kick the tires or look around. But uh, there seemed to be some people that wanted to move in here just as quickly as you guys could put the sign up. Yeah, so I mean, the last four years we've seen a uh, virtually a 500% increase in in development downtown. So uh, you know, some 1,800 units uh, have have been uh, in, in built or are being built. Uh, that is that is good news for Hamilton. It's not not just about throwing up density. It's about meeting some of the demands in terms of affordable housing. A lot of them are some of them are, are owned, some of them are rental, and some of them are actually affordable housing units. That uh, you know the full spectrum of what we need to have happen in the city. And the beauty of it is, it's all happening on infrastructure that already exists. So we're not talking an urban sprawl situation here. We're talking about the kind of intensification development that uh, we know is part of our sustainability plan. If we continue to sprawl out the way we have in the past, then uh, that that uh, sustainability is going to be challenged. These kinds of developments. Uh, at various different uh, heights and de- various different densities are, are going to be the sustainable path for us as a city that will generate more tax revenue for us, provide affordable home units, uh, provide home units for people, affordable or otherwise, or, uh, you know, socially assisted units. And uh, all of that housing mix is so, so very important for our city going forward. So we, we've had a, a real flurry of activity uh, because I think people have this sense of confidence that Hamilton's on the move. But this is this is what council had been dreaming about, I guess, and 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 fawning yeah. over for years and years. Was you know we always said, well, you know, if we can just get people mo- living downtown again, uh, and and to their credit, what council has done, I guess, over the last number of terms, really, is is not necessarily try to do the development themselves, but clear the way so that the, the people that want to invest can, and uh, it's starting to pay pretty big dividends for the city now. Yeah, and you know, Bill, you were on council when we uh, when we waived the uh, development charges and uh, you know all the application fees for downtown to inspire people to look at downtown. And we knew that it would take a number of years for that to take hold, and that that's now happened. And so uh, now we're seeing that kind of influx of development that we want to see. Uh, you know, at some point we'll probably start thinking about uh, you know pulling back on some of those uh, those waivers of fees, but but for the moment it's generating a lot of activity, and that's exactly what we intended the uh, the waiver of fees to do back in the day when uh, you and I are on council as councillors, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's taken you know the better part of 15 years to get to this point. 
Uh, people are now recognizing that Hamilton is uh, is a great uh, investment location. Uh, site selection, the site selection magazine just identified Hamilton as one of the best places in Canada to invest, and 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 it's in part because we're in a a positive environment. We've make, we're making the right key strategic investments. People are recognizing that and seeing Hamilton as an investment opportunity, and that is good for our city. Well, and, and back in those days when the, when the council and their wisdom decided to, to create that, that environment for that by, you know, waiving it to things like development fees and things of that nature, uh, the, the, that was the good news. The bad news is we only had one or two people that were actually uh, doing anything downtown. To their credit, right. and they, they stuck around, and some of them are still investing here. But, boy, there's a lot of competition for these lots now. Well, exactly. And uh, so we're now, you know, attracting what we were hoping to attract, which is out-of-town inner-city developers. So the, the Toronto-type developer or the Vancouver developer or the, the big-city developer that's that looking at uh, higher-density developments as opposed to single-family residential are more prevalent now, and they're looking at the downtown available spaces as, uh, as investment opportunities. And, and you know, we're, we're taking full advantage of that, as we should. That doesn't mean we throw away all planning principles or design principles or engineering issues, but uh, but we do uh, you know encourage an an open for business process that uh, hopefully provides a streamlining of the process so that there's a predictable timeline for a developer that wants to come in and do something that uh, he knows what he's what he's up against and how long it's going to take. That kind of predictability has also helped. Uh, developers look at Hamilton in a much more positive way. So we've taken a lot of steps to actually get to this point. Uh, that doesn't mean we want all development to happen downtown. We have, uh, you know, developments happening in uh, at Parkdale and, uh, and for, uh, you know, uh, social housing units. So Indual uh, got, uh, got an additional 50 units as part of their development at the corner of uh, um, uh, Camp Barton, Melvin, and uh, Parkdale. Uh, so there's another additional 50 units being put in there. Uh, a number of developments happening in Stony Creek in terms of uh, rental properties. I mean, they're happening virtually everywhere, and uh, it's not just about downtown. It's about the entirety of the city, and people are looking at a whole range of opportunities for uh, for additional housing development. But you're you're actually addressing two major issues by doing this. Obviously, intensification, and and that's the the mantra from the the provincial government, of course, with their places to grow document. But over and above that, you as a council now have made this decision that when these developments come along, uh, you you are demanding, I guess, and ensuring that there's going to be a, an element of that that's going to be affordable housing. Right, and uh, and we did do our $50 million uh, poverty affordable housing plan, and that is certainly inspiring a lot of people to uh, to come to Hamilton and have a look at how they can uh, they can do that. We already have a lot of providers here, uh, you know, the Kiwanis Homes and Indwell, a lot of great uh, great not for profit, um, you know, social and affordable housing uh, providers, uh, and they're taking advantage of some of those resources as well. So it's inspired uh, the kind of uh, challenge that we have on the affordable side and at the same time gets the uh, the regular developer to look at uh, you know rental and and uh, own properties that uh, they can continue to develop here so we're looking at the full range and uh, we're not ignoring any one housing type and we know that there is a, you know a significant shortfall of uh, affordable housing units or social housing units and we're trying to address that through that 50 million dollar plan Getting uh, get many of the units that are sitting derelict because we haven't had the resources to maintain or upgrade them, to make them uh, viable and functional, uh, we're now able to do uh, that and probably get uh, you know a few hundred units back online, and then looking at uh, partnering with uh, federal and provincial uh, funders to uh, to look at more affordable housing units, and we have our 50 million dollar plan in place that we can we're ready to go uh, should they 
you know, provide us a, a funding platform. It certainly shoots down that myth that had been out there that, uh, that you know, private sector investors had no interest at all in, in building affordable housing units. Uh, as, as long as the city comes to the table and tries to partner with them, obviously you've, you've made that happen. Yeah, and, and you know, that's, that's the key. I think uh, it, it really needs to be a partnership. That doesn't mean that, uh, that we're throwing away the, uh, the, the keys to the city, that we're, we're providing incentives and uh, making, uh, making, uh, giving, giving uh, developers an opportunity to, to offload some of their costs so they can actually provide the units that we need. So we're, uh, we're in a partnership situation. We, we hope and, and believe that uh, the federal government is going to come forward with an affordable housing plan. That uh, that's going to provide uh, additional significant dollars to to do even more, and uh, and the good news is we're ready to partner with them because we have our money set aside, and uh, and you know we're ready to roll. So we're probably out ahead of most municipalities in terms of uh, you know having identified some resources that we can move on very quickly. So yes, we're uh, we're, we're 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 looking at the full range, and uh, it, it is inspiring all kinds of people to do more than they might otherwise have done. Uh, and getting an email here from Melissa, who's listening to our conversation, Mr. Mayor, asking, uh, saying, by the way, it's rather lengthy, but she's talking about what a great news story about the developments downtown, but said, can the city please do something about the corner of Main and John Street that's been vacant for the last, uh, she says, 10 years. I don't know if it's been that long or not. Uh, she's right. It's an eyesore. Now, I know, uh, well, as the mayor, you sit on every committee, but I, I know that that's a concern and has been a concern for, for the planning and active department for quite some time, but that's a privately owned piece of property at this stage, I believe. It is privately owned, and there's a development plan for it. And I keep uh, poking at uh, our staff to, uh, you know, for, do two things. First of all, to to have the developer, uh, you know, make that site presentable. Uh, right now, it's a, it's a scruffy piece of land, and uh, you know, it doesn't need to be that way. And uh, and I'm informed that, and I ask about this virtually every month, that they're on the verge of uh, of starting their development. So. Uh, I know it's been a while. It's been sitting there, uh, you know, vacant and derelict and uh, looking pretty scruffy. Uh, it's right across from our new and revamped courthouse, and uh, I want that development to happen sooner rather than later, and I keep poking at them to make sure that uh, they're on it. So I, uh, I, I fully agree with Melissa. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I, it really bothers me that we, we have developers that, that leave these properties that they own and, and are planning to develop but leave them in a state that is, just makes our city look scruffy. So I, I want them to, uh, to put up some screening, something that's attractive, uh, you know, something like uh, what they've done at the corner of uh, Queen Street and, and, uh, and Maine, where they've actually put up uh, you know, promotional pieces that actually makes the, sh- the shrouding look attractive and, uh, and gives you a representation of what's, uh, what's to be there in the future. Uh, I want all developers to do that in the future, and we'll uh, we'll work on some plans to see if we can make that happen. Well, I think the best that property's ever looked in the last 15, 20 years was uh, when they uh, built that whole facade up along Main Street there for the Incredible Hulk movie. I wish they'd left it up. It would look better than what's <laughs> yeah. there now. Mr. Mayor, as well, always, yeah, they, thanks so much for the time. Do, yeah, you're welcome. What they do in Europe, Bill, as you know, is they, they have these kind of screen shroudings with images on them yeah. that really obscures the, uh, the entire building, but that gives you a sense of what's coming in the future. They actually look quite attractive. Well, we'd like to, yeah, that's obviously a policy that maybe planning can start looking at as well. Uh, no, thanks no, as always, no, no. Mr. Mayor. We're just about out of time here for this segment, but uh, we appreciate the update. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger uh, heading back into a meeting right now. But good news story, and uh, and the, the Columbia College story, I, I would think, is going to move forward on this. Obviously, uh, once this is endorsed by the whole council, uh, the the people that may have some concerns about this do have the uh, the, the right to go to the uh, well to the hearing. It's not called the Ontario Municipal Board anymore, but uh, the same idea uh, to uh, to give their views on this. But uh, it may not even get to that stage. We'll see. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.